Country Radio, I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo, good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon to you too, sir. How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. We're, uh, man, rocking and rolling. Just uh, busy being a dad, working, slinging pipe tobacco, covered in black Cavendish, and, <laughs> and, and just trying to own it, man. <laughs> so, you doing okay? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Hey, you know, I I think I shared this with you, but I want to like give a little uh, you know, side promo, I guess. I don't know. Something I was, I was kind of yeah. considering earlier today is... It, it's it's beautiful right now. Like like we're we're experiencing like some gorgeous weather right now. It's it's hot. Don't, don't you know. it, it, it's hot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is very hot. But I mean, like you know, the the grass is green. Like everything is blooming again. A lot of things that died from the freeze last year have come back. Like it's it's a really pretty time to be outside and just kind of enjoy, yeah, enjoy creation. We've got these these ugly caterpillars that we found in our garden. Uh, that, uh, you know, I looked them up and they turned out into these like gorgeous butterflies and they just yeah. recently started like popping up and, and now we got all these butterflies in the back patio and everything. But anyways, I was sitting back and I was just kind of reflecting on, you know, the back patio is kind of like my, my, my smoking spot. Like it's my, yeah. my, my core, like this is the place if I'm going to be joining my pipe, this, you know, there's my chair. This is, this is the, the, the space I want to do it. in. kind of got the, the setup for it. We've talked about before. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, like, you know, being kind of surrounded by the green, I mean, like it was rough last year after the freeze, just with everything being dead, it really took a lot of joy, joy away, you know, to it be did, able, man, it was yeah. awful. <laughs> like I could like, to be honest, man, I couldn't even sit down and smoke my pipe and find joy in it because I just looked up and I was surrounded by death and it was just awful. <laughs> but, uh, but, but anyway, so I say all that to say that I was, you know, enjoying the garden, enjoying how wonderful it was. And I was remembering, man, uh, this last a couple months ago, I did a project with the Eudora Welty House, the Eudora Welty Garden in Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah, that's right. I'd for- yeah. I'd forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. And so we we actually we produced an audio tour of their garden, and it is one of it is it is a great little uh, project that we did. Very proud of how it turned out. And uh, yeah, I know, I'm, you know, we, we've got listeners that kind of come in and they do their, their pipe pilgrimage and that sort of thing. I just want to kind of put that on people's radar. If, if, you know, if you come to Jackson, you visit Country Squire, you kind of, you know, typically people are looking for good food, good drink. Yeah. Kind of what, what are some of the local draws, you know? And Yeah, uh, exactly. If, if you yeah. want to kind of visit the, uh, the neighborhood where John Dave and I, you know, first met, if you, if you want to give it a little Country <laughs> Squire radio history, but, but, but less important and less historical, Eudora Welty lived there. Uh, yeah, Pulitzer Prize winning author. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, if you want it, you know, they've got an audio tour of their garden and uh, my team got to produce that. So I, I really, I, I want to kind of give a, a quick uh, plug for that. Yeah, it's great. Uh, as I was just reflecting the garden, like, man, that, you know, love it, man. It's a, it's a beautiful time of year and would love for people to experience that next no, time they're that, in the hometown. That's fun. It, it is funny. You know, pe- people come to Jackson to uh, visit the shop and uh, pipe smokers from literally all over the world. And we're so thankful for them and, and grateful and, and honored, uh, you know, that they would come visit us. But, you know, it's just it, folks are like, well, what is there to do here? And I, I'm like, well, you, <laughs> you've kind of found it. <laughs> you've kind of found it. You know, you get to hang out with me and a couple other, uh, you know, hicks and smoking a pipe and uh we've got some good good eateries around town a couple places to uh you know wet your whistle and that kind of thing but um yeah unless you 
are really into, uh, you know, Civil War history or something related to uh, maybe Eudora Welty or William Faulkner. Blues, civil rights. Blues, yeah, blues, a lot of that kind of stuff. There, there's that kind of stuff around. So, but, uh, you know, you're not going to, you know, go and uh, and watch an NBA basketball game in our uh, in our sleep. No, account, no, we're know. not. A, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're chop full of uh, history and good food and, uh, and, and uh, end of list. Yeah, uh, that's so- it. <laughs> No, but it's full, great. Full stop. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I did want to kind of add that though for, uh, for oh, people great. that might take a track. Yeah. Hey man, uh, of course we would not be having this podcast without the support of our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash country squire radio. Uh, if you've not done so already head over there and you can uh, join our international pipe club and help keep us on the airwaves. We really appreciate those of you who are doing it. Uh, and man, have we got an episode for you today? So I'm kind of excited about this episode because it's, <laughs> I feel as though it's one of these concepts that would never normally get approved. You know, I'll pull the curtain back a little bit. Like I, I pitch shows to John David from yeah. time to time. And, uh, you know, more often than not, uh, they get a gentle no, which sometimes comes in the form of like, okay, so we're not going to do that. Uh, we're gonna- <laughs> Today we're actually going to talk Idiot. about this, yeah. uh, which, which is fine, which is perfectly fine. Obviously, John David is, uh, I think, uh, you know, if you've listened long enough, five minutes, you, you have realized that John David is the subject matter expert here. But regardless, you know, there are some different kind of concepts that I think, you yeah. know, if paired correctly... They find their place. And that is that is where this episode is coming in. Last week, man, we talk about when to retire. And as the perfect follow-up to that, today we're going to be talking about when to acquire. Mm. Now, that's, that's an interesting question, right? When to acquire a pipe. No, this is a pipe podcast. Should not the answer be always? Always like, at any given time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When in doubt, buy pipe. Is that not the mindset that yeah. many of us uh, have? <laughs> But, you know, I think this this is a subject that really kind of uh, looks, uh, re- you know, requires a little bit of attention to detail because, John David, not only are you a world-renowned tobacconist with uh, an incredible palate, incredible blending skills, and uh, have uh, produced some in- insane products that many of us have been able to enjoy across the world, uh, but you are also a pipe shop owner. You are somebody who sits across the counter, across the bar, as people come in and share with you their stories, share with you their pipes. You get a chance to see, yeah, sure. you know, their collections and, and and that sort of thing. And you're also kind of a industry guru is that is that too strong that feels too strong (laughs) is that too strong i also yeah i I think you've said a lot that's too strong today already (laughs) we're only five minutes into this but um but yeah you know we we get exposed to a lot of this kind of stuff right you've been around you know some stuff and so i'm just kind of curious man when it comes to the question of when to acquire a pipe have you yourself ever seen any pipes come come by that you're like Nope. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, has there ever been something that hits that price point that I don't want to call it ridiculous? Let's just say, um, yeah, let's, let's <laughs> a little, ca- caviar suddenly felt feels cheap by comparison. Remember last week? What did I say? I, I use that phrase: uh, "hot air balloon, rich hot people." It's like <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's something like that. Occasionally, you do see a pipe come through, and you're like, "Man, I mean, it's a it's a decent looking pipe," but. 
man, I've, I've got, I've got kids, you know, (laughs) (laughs) got a mortgage. Uh, (laughs) yeah. I'd like to send them to school one day or I don't know, fix their teeth if they, you know, send them to the dentist or something if I have to. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you do see that pretty regularly. There's a lot of pipes that frankly are just, um, are just really pricey and you kind of scratch your head and you're like, well, that's interesting. That's one way to live your life. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So I have to ask, man, what is, what is the most expensive pipe that you've ever seen? Oh, in person, I don't, I, I can't think of it. I, I know it, you know, Chicago, I've seen $2,000, uh, you know, artisan pipes or, uh, you know, highly collectible pipes. But I, yeah, I can't think of, uh, I haven't really seen in person those like, uh, you know, the crazy ones you hear about, like $50,000 or even, even $10,000. I, I can't, if, if I've seen one of those pipes, I can't remember it. I've probably blocked it out because it just wasn't, uh, <laughs> it wasn't for my palate. Yeah. I can't really think of, uh, of any that are, you know, over the kind of $2,000 price point. I, you know, I did recently see, I was, you know, just kind of browsing, um, you know, one of our online, uh, retailer folks that if people frequent a lot, they had a, uh, a former pipe on there, a, uh, a former Nielsen pipe, Hans former Nielsen pipe that I think was, uh, I don't know, maybe $4,500, something like that. And it was $4,500, $4,500. It was just beautiful. I mean, it's truly, truly beautiful. I mean, it's what a, was it made it, out of? It's a bit, you, you would think, you know, like mammoth bone or something, but it was, it was just a, uh, you know, a, a beautiful, uh, briar, uh, billiard, uh, something that, uh, exquisite, uh, straight grain all around the sides with a, a very handsome, ebonite uh, uh saddle bit stem and uh just a, a beautiful chunky billiard uh straight pipe and um man it just you know 4500 bucks i mean that's you know you could buy a used car for that <laughs> man yeah oh wow pretty, okay yeah so um you, you know I, I don't know there's a market for that kind of thing and everyone's got a tolerance and uh and a limit for what they can can pay and um it, it was that was interesting so i know that you've actually i mean you've shared with me before and, and maybe i hope it's okay for me to even bring this up I, I, <laughs> but you know obviously you you've had pipes that have come through the store that you know, from uh, different sales folks or different carvers that, that end up being kind of, um, let's just say a higher tier than, than what you generally see move at the Squire. Yeah, sure. What is the highest, and in your time at the Squire, what is the most pricey product that you've had? Maybe not sold, but had for sale. Do you remember? Uh, yeah, I, it actually was relatively recently uh, sold a, a 14 14- hundred dollar Costello actually. And that Costello, I may have even mentioned it on the show before. It was a pipe that the, uh, the wood for that pipe was actually harvested back in 1982. Wow. And, uh, and that pipe sat in, uh, in Northern Italy for 30 something years before they carved that pipe, that, that briar sat in a barn, uh, for that long before they carved that pipe. And it was just a very handsome piece, a very, uh, a very elegant piece. It was, uh, something that, uh, wasn't, you know, as superlative as far as any kind of crazy design or uh, just a very straightforward uh, kind of Dublin freehand. But yeah, man, a $1,400 pipe, it's nothing to, nothing to sneeze at. And, uh, you know, for a lot of people, a mortgage payment and, uh, uh, or maybe even two, <laughs> and it was, it was significant. Yeah. But I, we actually sold that pipe, which, uh, which, uh, you know, we, we ate well that day. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, man. If I, so I'm, I'm curious when you see those kind of, you know, higher value, what, what, hang on, like back up a little bit. Is it typically when you're looking in that like top tier, like, you know, into kind of the thousand plus, you know, mark, 
I mean, is that generally briar or are you, are you actually seeing, you know, materials that are a little bit harder to come by? Cause I know for example, like, you know, mortar pipes and those type of things end up being at least for me kind of in the price your point, but even those are like several hundred dollars, not necessarily all the way up to a thousand, although I know those exist. Yeah, I, I think they do exist, but yeah, typically your most expensive pipes are going to be, uh, going to be briar and, you know, they may, uh, feature some type of adornment, whether it be a, um, you know, a silver band or, um, you know, some type of, uh, you know, amber stem or something of that nature. But, but typically these are pipes that are pretty straightforward. They're just, uh, you know, fantastic grain, the uh, woodworking and uh, mechanics of the pipe are just uh, outstanding. And of course, the artisanship, uh, just as far as the, um, you know, uh, look of the pipe and the aesthetic of it, the, uh, you know, skill it took to carve that particular shape is just off the charts. Or it's, it can be a Hans Former uh, Nielsen pipe. And uh, it's just a, you know, a simple billiard, but it's just one of the, you know, nicest pieces of grain you've ever seen. And, and so it can fetch that amount. It's, uh, you know, they're just kind of all over the map. But, but yeah, they typically are so, so you know, we've we've talked about buyer's remorse a little bit. I, I am curious when it comes to dropping some dollars on a pipe. Do you have in your collection a pipe that you would consider? Um, maybe I shouldn't have. Hmm. <laughs> I don't want to get yeah. you in trouble. <laughs> no, it, it, it's one of those things. Like I, I've, I do have some pipes that I think I probably did overpay for, but I, like none that I like think of. Like, man, I, I just, you know, shouldn't have gotten that. So, and some of those pipes, like I've got a Davern Dinovic uh, Morta pipe that I don't smoke very often. And it probably cost me $350, but, you know, it's a, um, it's a great pipe. It, it smokes fine, but it's just such a big bowl and I don't use it very often. I've got a couple of artisan pipe carver pipes that I don't smoke very often, but, you know, uh, it, it's one of those things that I wanted to purchase them because I supported the carver and like what they're doing and that type of thing. And so, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I'm not willing to uh <laughs> to say yes i think they all uh i think they're all uh pretty pretty worth it do you have one that uh, you think you uh, may have uh, may have paid too much for no you know I've, i gotta tell you man I've, I've been uh very blessed in that most of my my uh, collection has come from uh you know gifts from listeners and and that sort of thing i have been very selective when it comes to buying pipes like i have i have kind of certain shapes or styles or maybe i'm looking for a specific kind of not necessarily a replica of a pipe from a certain movie or television show or something of that nature, but yeah, like I have yeah. an idea of a pipe. I remember, uh, for example, I mean, this goes way back, but there was uh, the pipe from uh, uh, the Sherlock Holmes, uh, Downey's first uh, Sherlock Holmes. I was looking everywhere for that pipe in like the first year <laughs> or two of this uh, podcast because I really wanted to smoke it when I went to Italy. And actually, I, I found I finally found it like maybe a month or so before we went to Italy. And it wasn't it wasn't the exact pipe or anything of that nature, but it was like a very, you know, it was a saddle bit stem. It had the kind of uh, didn't quite have the exact rustication that I was looking for. But at the same time, it in my in the back of my head, like I'm still kind of looking for that pipe. Like it yeah. worked for what it was. And so, yeah. Yeah. And then on top of that, too, there's other uh, also been times where I'm like, OK, I need a pipe specifically for you know, I'm, I'm going fishing in this particular region or something of that nature. And I have kind of an image in my head of, of what I want that experience to look like when I, when I take a picture of myself, you know, holding up my, my salmon or whatever it may be, I want to know exactly what I look like. And, and maybe I have a uh, pipe for that. I've got a pipe that I got specifically for my brother's bachelor party where we did kind of a big, uh, you know, big poker game. And I, I specifically, I, I went out and found a pipe with the biggest chunkiest bowl I could possibly find. Cause I wanted to pack that thing with pipe tobacco and I wanted it to last <laughs> me the entire game. And, uh, I guess, you know, if anything, that's probably one that I do regret though, because that one, I don't actually smoke all that much anymore because yeah. 
while it wasn't the price point that that kind of gave me the remorse, it's the fact that it's so chunky that it doesn't feel comfortable in my hand. And so yeah. like it ended up kind of being this one that kind of ends up collecting dust. And really that's the thing, man. When we think about when to acquire a pipe, we're really talking about how to make smart purchases that end up with you not regretting the purchase. It doesn't like yeah. for many people, it's probably you spent too much money on it, <laughs> but there's a lot of reasons why you could find yourself, you know, having, you know, purchased the wrong pipe, so to speak. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, we're taking a look at the uh, extraordinary pieces that when you do finally make the purchase, it kind of, you know, you have to grit your teeth a little bit. And, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, is this a pipe I'm going to mind sleeping on the couch for? <laughs> am I going <laughs> to mind the fact that I have to sleep on the couch for a week because I bought this pipe? And, uh, and, and you know, we want you to be able to say, yeah, no, no, it's good. This was, this was worth it, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and the talking about the value of a pipe, uh, you know, there's a lot of reasons that you would spend uh, the kind of money we're talking about on a on a pipe. Um, you know, when assessing, um, you know, pipes and price points, your desire is always the main part of the uh, equation. Like, is this a pipe that I'm going to enjoy? Is it of my taste? Uh, you know, I'm going to enjoy smoking it. Does the craftsmanship of it and the shape, does it, you know, tug on my heartstrings? Would the type of tobacco I prefer to smoke, smoke well in this pipe? You know, would it fit right in my hand or the proportions right? All that kind of stuff. But then there are other things to consider too. You know, does there a, uh, is there a hole in your collection? You know, maybe you've got mm -hmm. a pipe collection and you've got, uh, you know, that one pipe that Bo, you're kind of talking about that you envision and and you're you're still searching for that one piece or you know, maybe there's a, a variety of pipes that you have, but you're kind of lacking in this one area and you're like, man, you know, I've got a lot of straight pipes that, you know, are sandblasted and, you know, have large bowls. I'd, I'd really like to, you know, maybe get a few bent pieces that uh, have smaller bowls, more variety. So is, is there a hole in your collection because of that? And then also there's the whole thing that is actually a thing. A lot of people don't, uh, you know, believe this because it's like, well, surely a pipe can't be an investment. And no, no, typically it's not, but <laughs> but there are pipes that that are. You know, if you are buying for an investment or collection, what is its value? What is its long term value? Its resale value? What's the market for it on the secondary market? And some pipes uh, just simply have a higher demand than others, even though you know they may not be as well produced as others. And so, no, they, all right, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, buying sure. pipes as an investment. I know that that perked up a lot of people's ears, man. <laughs> Are we talking Beanie Babies here or like are there actually some brands that you could see like a return on? That's the thing, right? It's it's always like, well, <laughs> like really, is is this where we've gotten to now? Like we're going to tell ourselves that we can, oh, well, you know, it's basically my IRA or 401k. But like, well, I just put that in, you know, into uh, into Peterson's or whatever. <laughs> um, got, no. got, got a lot of money tied up in seven, Ellie, huh? Yeah, I know, right? It's like, man, that's probably not not the wisest thing to do, but, you know, there are uh, kind of similarities to this. You may, you know, you jokingly talked about Beanie Babies. Well, that, you know, is a fad thing. It's something that came in and out, but, you know, there's long-term storage of, of wealth that people do 
uh, you know, in other other areas. We talk about folks that have high-end whiskey collections. Mm. Uh, you know, here in this part of the country, uh, a lot of folks collect firearms, and that really is a, a, a store of wealth. It's not as much a, a you know, like holding on to, uh, you know, a, a stock in your favorite company or something as much as it is maybe buying like a, you know, some gold or something. Something that holds value because there's only so much of it and it's a limited amount and you see less and less of it as time goes on and things of that nature. So, so I, I think it is uh, certainly, uh, although it's not, you know, something that is going to appreciate in value uh, overwhelmingly, it's certainly, uh, you know, there's some pipes that have resale value. And uh, and as time goes on, probably will have more resale value, just like the tobacco market. You know, we've seen uh, folks take, uh, you know, premium tinned tobacco that uh, is sought after or maybe isn't manufactured anymore and, uh, and, and seller it up for a few years and then, uh, and then put it out there. And so, um, yeah, you know, I, I think it, uh, I think it just depends on the case. That's interesting. I mean, like, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I think in, uh, previous years I would have been like, what? No. But then seeing kind of, <laughs> you know, what has happened in the tobacco market in particular, it's a little bit like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and so, you know, as we think about, you know, pipes that we might acquire, like there's, you've kind of got your first level of, uh, of pipes. We talk about these Cadillac pipes, you know, that first stop would be these uh, Cadillac factory pipes. These are historic brands that are high quality, but they have the, the highest resale value. Uh, and, and it's because the market, you know, is where uh, folks are, um, you know, they're seeking after these pipes. They're demanding these pipes. It's a, um, you know, the market demand for them is broad and significant, uh, you know, because they're a, either a well-known name or a well-known, uh, you know, carving house or whatever it might be. Uh, the first tier of these, you know, we can assume just you probably uh, got the words, uh, the the brand names on the tip of your tongue. But, you know, the Dunhills and the Costellos of the world, these are the most famous pipe carving houses in the world. Uh, they, you know, were historic brands that were innovators, uh, you know, that created entire shapes and entire categories and uh, entire subcategories of, of pipe-related things. You know, so even if you don't like them now or think they've decreased in quality or whatever, they still have that pedigree. And so, uh, you know, there's something to be said for that. And, and that, you know, holds value with people who are looking for, um, you know, looking for a, a, a pipe or a name. These companies a lot of times will have access to uh, premium material, but they cost more because people want them. That's the thing. It's a it's a demand issue. And so, you know, these pipes are generally going to start, you know, $500 and kind of go up from there. The more I've been in this business, uh, you know, people are like, you know, is that is that $700 Dunhill? Is that really worth $700? And, and, and you know, maybe, maybe not, but the, hmm. the thing you can't get around is that someone out there is willing to pay $700 for that pipe. Like that, that, that pipe, it's a $700 pipe because if you don't buy it for $700, someone else is going to buy it for $700. Like it, it, they, like it has a value of that because of the demand of it. You know, the name recognition is critical. People want a Dunhill pipe. Uh, folks, uh, you know, t- typically uh, search for their uh, birth year Dunhill. And so, you know, they're not doing that with a, a, a Brigham pipe or a Costello pipe or, uh, or a, a, a Vowen pipe, you know, or even a Seriacopo pipe. You know, they, they want a Dunhill. They want their, their Dunhill and their in their birth year. And so uh, that comes with a value, you know, and, and 
so um, yeah, I think there's uh, there's something to be said for that. There's also uh, the pipe brands, or there's also uh, you know acquiring pipes in the sense in which you know you have uh, kind of these collectible brands, brands that maybe don't exist anymore, that you know are are historic artifacts in themselves, or just you know uh, from famous makers that aren't in existence anymore. I talked last week about those Sheraton pipes that uh, I've been pining over. A lot of folks collect older uh, Petersons from the pre-Republic era or uh, older Stanwells when they were actually made in, uh, say, Denmark or, or even England. And then you've got, um, you know, uh, uh, pipe brands like GBD and Kamoy and uh, these old brands that were just uh, workhorse, you know, awesome uh, premium pipes from the, uh, you know, mid-20th uh, century. And that's, uh, um, you know, something that they collect and, and know and love. And so it has some value for them like that. And, uh, you know, it depends on if uh, if that part of your collection is lacking or, um, you know, if you, uh, you know, think it's going to be a worthwhile investment because of, uh, you know, your your personal enjoyment of fulfilling out that uh, that kind of collection, it's uh, it may be worth it to you. Carving houses uh, also, you know, we have everything else, you know, car- carving houses like, uh, you know, again, Seriacopo or Cavici, uh, Ardor, I think of uh, Savinelli Autographs or, um, you know, uh, big carvers like uh, the folks at Ashton or, you know, the Nording Handmade Pipes. I mean, the prices are going to vary wildly on a lot of this stuff. And what's interesting, though, is a lot of times the quality will even exceed or certainly match uh, what you would find in a Costello or a Dunhill. But it, what's someone willing to pay for the pipe? And a lot of folks, if they're looking for their first premium pipe, they go into it thinking, well, uh, you know, I want a Dunhill because I want that white spot. And so they're willing to pay a couple hundred extra bucks for it. And and I think that's interesting. That, that says something about the value of those pipes. I can't help... But you know, kind of put on the uh, the, the visor of of the of the customer here, <laughs> the, yeah, you know, sure. to kind of to, to to click on the lens because obviously, man, you know you're you know you're, you're on the sales side of things. Why should I, as a customer, trust you? <laughs> Tell me, you know what I mean? Like, like I don't want to be adver- like ad, you know adversarial, but like to to kind of play devil's advocate a little bit, you know. All right, so I I I I'm I'm rocking with you, especially the mindset of like, hey, you know that that's the price point because somebody else will buy it for that exact price point. I cool, I am very much of that mindset. I, I you know believe in and uh, you know very much so like, hey, if people don't want it, they won't buy it. If they do, they will, and that's yeah, the price sure. point they'll buy it for. So I'm, I'm down with that. So I guess the question then comes to like, you know, the mindset of the customer: is that pipe worth that amount of money? Are you the kind of person that wants to spend that kind of money on that pipe? Like what kind of mm. pipe connoisseur are you? You mentioned kind of you know yeah. the collecting mindset and that sort of thing. So like you know, when when is it right to kind of like spend more money on pipes from an you know from the customer standpoint? Not not necessarily because like obviously there's value in um, you know a quality pipe and just the in terms of the grain as well. I mean not that goes beyond and we've talked about this several times on the show. It's not just about you know the better quality smoke, although that's important. It is about the, you know, the, the caliber, the grain, the, the name recognition, the, you know, the way in which it was manufactured. There's, there's a lot that goes into kind of that sure. price point. The value of a pipe. Yeah. Sure. But I mean, so my question really is more of like, okay, so what about for the customer? Like at what point is the customer ready to kind of move from being, you know, from a basket pipe person to a, you know, dropping a couple hundred dollars on, on a high, on a higher value pipe or from a, you know, dropping a couple yeah. hundred dollars to dropping like, you know, a grand on a pipe. You know what I mean? 
I think it's I think it might be, you know, when you get to the point where you want to experience something different. I, I, I think that's kind of the threshold for me. It, it, you know, you see uh, folks and they're like, well, you know, I've, I've tried a lot of pipes like that. Uh, you know, I'm wondering if there's something more out there or else out there, um, you know, uh, looking for something maybe that uh, that does uh, smoke a little better, but also uh, want something that uh, is going to be more of a wow factor and start to build a, a, you know, a small collection of pipes that might have some value or uh, something of that nature. Or, or maybe I want to buy a pipe that's uh, – um, you know, significant to mark a certain occasion or something. Um, you know, that might be the the time that you you know decide to stick your toe in the water. Uh, there, we've got a lot of folks that um, you know, pipe smokers are like uh, anybody. They um, they get kind of bored with stuff, you know, and want to mix it up. And so, you know, after a while, if you've bought you know so many basket pipes and um, and and that's kind of your go to, and you're like, well, I wonder what else is out there. I might treat myself to a, a you know a nicer uh, Savinelli or, um, you know, Chacombe or something. Um, you know, what, what is that about? What, what, what's that going to bring me, uh, for that extra premium? And, and, and so, you know, you, you make your first foray into that, you stick your toe in the water and try that out for the first time and see that, oh, well, maybe this is uh, a difference. Maybe this does have some value. Um, you know, I think the mistake probably typically comes in when people, um, you know, right out of the gate, uh, kind of overdo it, you know, <laughs> they don't right. even know if they, are a pipe smoker or, um, you know, enjoy the whole concept of pipe smoking and, you know, but then they dive in and buy a, you know, $300 briar or something. Maybe let's, you know, start at a at a lower level and kind of, you know, work up from there if it's something we enjoy. And and maybe, you know, folks are so content with the pipes that they have that, um, you know, that's not interesting to them. What What's interesting to them is just the fact that they enjoy their pipe and the tobacco that they love. You know, there's a lot of people that uh, that a two hundred dollar or one hundred dollar pipe is not. Uh, it, it wouldn't be appropriate for because their focus is on uh, you know their trusty corn cob and their uh, you know favorite uh, ribbon cut tobacco that they've uh, smoked for for decades. And so you know, the, I think there's something to be said though for you know people that uh, just want to try something different and just want to mix it up and uh, add a little variety and and maybe treat themselves too. I think that's uh, that's kind of the point. So. You know, buying an expensive pipe, acquiring a pipe like that, uh, not, you know, something that you have to do at all. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, there comes a time when, um, you know, folks have kind of paid their dues and they're like, well, you know, maybe I'll treat myself to this. It's like getting your Rolex watch or whatever. <laughs> not that I'll ever do that. <laughs> right, right. No, but I mean, I think that's right. Like, it's really about what your mindset is going into dropping some dollars. You know, you made the joke earlier about make, making sure that it was worth sleeping on the couch. I would make the argument it's never worth sleeping on the couch over a pipe purchase. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like ultimately, you want to make sure that there's no buyer's remorse into this and, and you're not prioritizing spending you know, money on something that, that is going to ultimately not bring you, you know, uh, some, some form of joy. And then also on top of that, you know, like, you know, I, I, I like what you said. Like if you're, if you're going into this from the standpoint of like wanting to treat yourself, or if you're going into this from the standpoint of just kind of wanting to take that next step, it's the right way to do it. Jumping in like head first, like going, you know, like into the deep end uh, real quickly, especially on something that you might be very new to. Uh, is almost like a guaranteed path towards never picking up the pipe again because you're going to feel as though you were suckered into spending a lot of money that you should have never spent on something you weren't even sure that you knew about. And so defeating buyer's remorse is such a critical, like it's, it's something that's very important, especially for newer pipe smokers who are getting into this. But I would even say for seasoned pipe smokers, 
you know, to make sure that they don't like, you know, end up in that situation where, you know, they dropped, you know, five, six, $700 on something that they honestly were not ready for. And that yeah. it's going to end up sitting there on the, on the, the shelf or they'll smoke it and feel as though like, Oh man, you know, <laughs> That's it. <laughs> what, what, what else could I have spent this money on? Make sure that it is something that you want and that, you, that it's got the kind of value that you have. So anyway, that's, that's more of, I'll put, I'll, I'll from my side of the counter, I'll, I'll put that kind of, uh, <laughs> that kind of spin on it. I'm, I'm a big proponent of track record. You know, for me, that's mm. very, uh, that, that's just very important. And that's with anything that's, you know, there's a reason why people read the reviews before they book a hotel room or, uh, or maybe buy a, buy a certain car brand or, um, or anything, you know, if you use a certain realtor, it's like, well, was this person nice? Did they work well with you? All this kind of stuff. Like, you know, pipe makers are, are like that. They have histories, they have, uh, standards, they have, uh, you know, track records and, and, uh, you know, happy and satisfied customers and, and customers maybe that have been burned. And so uh, there's something to be said for uh, for that, um, you know, and, and I think, you know, investigating some of that is, is important, um, you know, particularly when you're thinking about a, uh, you know, a higher end uh, pipe, you know, a, I, I will say a, a lot of it can cut both ways because you're, you know, you're paying a premium for, let's say, like I mentioned before, one of those name brand, uh, you know, Dunhill pipes, you, you might be paying a premium for that. But, you know, the artisanship on a, uh, you know, a, a $400, uh, you know, American artisan pipe uh, might be superior to that $700 Dunhill. But, you know, you're, you, but because it's less of a known quantity, because it's, you know, a, an artisan carver that, uh, you know, doesn't have their name out as much or doesn't have the history that Dunhill has, it's, you know, they, they can't charge that, that amount. And so you're, you're taking, in some sense, kind of a risk buying a, uh, a higher end pipe from someone like that as you are from Dunhill, because at least with Dunhill, you kind of know what you're getting yourself into if you're a sincere pipe smoker. You know, with a, a artisan carver, you might, uh, well, you know, his button work is not great or, you know, uh, I, I don't know, maybe that smoked kind of wet because the uh, draw was this or that. You, you just don't really know until you, you know, try it. They build a track record. They have some happy and, and satisfied customers and that kind of thing. And so, you know, if you are going to spend a lot of money on a pipe, some of those things matter, particularly if, uh, you know, if you're like the most most pipe smokers and don't wear a monocle to in your ascot to the uh, country club. <laughs> <laughs> Which, we, hey, you know, no judgment. <laughs> no, no judgment. If you are, that's great. That's great. Wear your monocle. I, 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 I'd love to you know, see you wear a monocle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Rocking rock the monocle. Uh, no, man, that's good. Well, you know, one of the things that I think that, um, you know, we can be very, very sure of is when it comes to when is the right time to acquire a pipe? When can you know that you're not going to have any kind of buyer's remorse because you're always getting a good quality product at a price that is not going to make you lose a ounce of sleep? I'm talking about a good quality corncob pipe from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. Man, that is right. Missouri Meerschaum pipes are, of course, uh, very competitively priced and uh, a great value for uh for what you get. And of course, they uh, are made famous because of their authentic corncob pipes made in uh, Washington, Missouri, but also now feature Old Dominion clay pipes. Uh, these are fun uh, clay pipes that have a historic flair to them and uh, are available at their website, corncobpipe.com. You can go there and check them out. And they have uh, gift sets. They have them where you can buy a set of three pipes with a, a, a hardwood pipe, a cob pipe, and a, uh, and a, and a clay pipe. And um, it 
just a, a nice variety. So uh, check them out. A clay pipe is always a great uh, way to try new tobaccos to see if tobaccos that that you're uh, interested in are, are worth uh, worth pursuing and uh, really sampling the nuances of uh, of the of the tobacco. So um, anyway, go to corncobpipe.com and uh, if you order them, they'll send one right to your front door. That's right. And hey, if you happen to be rocking one of those old Dominions, be sure to uh, uh, take a picture of yourself doing so. Share it out. It's a good way to let the good folks at Missouri Mearsham know we appreciate them for sponsoring the show. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Pipe Question of the Week. Question of the week this week coming in from listener Dwight. Not that Dwight. Dwight. It's it's a different Dwight. Actually, it might be that Dwight. I don't know. It hey. might be that Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> so, greetings, JD and Bo. I am still fairly new to the pipe smoking thing. Having started about a year and a half ago, at this point, I mostly enjoy English blends, especially Shepherd's Pie from the Squire. Uh, but I've always been on the hunt for an aromatic tobacco that really tastes like how it smells. <laughs> Delicious. I was wondering if you guys <laughs> had any recommendations. Love the show. Keep up the good work. P.S. I forgot to mention, I hate cherry flavoring. Please anything but cherry. <laughs> and again, that comes from uh, Dwight, but not that Dwight Neal. Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, man, mostly an English smoker, but looking for an aromatic that's uh, flavorful. Um, of course, you know, we could always go down the path of uh, 1Q or BCA, um, you know, tobaccos that uh, have some nice um, uh, aromatic essence to them. If you do like English blends and are looking for an aromatic, maybe try Lane's HGL. Good tobacco that uh, has some Latakia. It's a kind of a crossover blend. Really nice, makes the room smell nice without being too overpowered. 
flowering with the Latakia. There's also other uh, favorites like uh, Cornell and Deal's Autumn Evening, uh, which has a nice uh, kind of maple topping to it, or something like Cornell and Deal's Chocolate Cavendish, uh, which is just a real nice kind of milk chocolate savory uh, tobacco that's not overwhelming in its sweetness, but but also has a nice room note. So uh, maybe try one of those. See see how those fit you. Well, uh, great question, Dwight. And you know, you know, this is how I know it's not that Dwight because Dwight from the office actually is a pipe smoker. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't think he would smoke English. I think he would smoke German. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, that's a terrible joke. Anyway, all right. You're right. <laughs> great question, Dwight. Nay, if you've got a pipe question for us, send it in to the show. That's show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that is show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick fire with, with the squire. Quick fire questions. Ow. All right, man. Quick fire questions. This is going to be kind of a tough one. This is going to make you think a little bit, I think. All right. Okay. Uh, All right. You ready for these? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Would you rather look 15 years younger or be 15 years wiser? Ooh. Hmm. Yeah. These these are going to make you think. Look 15 years younger or be 15 years wiser? Yeah. Um. I, I think I would rather be 15 years wiser, but by a hair. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. If I'm, if I'm honest with myself, I, I, I you know, I, I, the, yeah, by, by a hair. If I'm honest with myself, I just, just, yeah. But, but still be 15 years wiser. That, that, that more importantly. <laughs> that, that, that's good. Yeah. I, I would, <laughs> I would probably say the same thing. I mean, like, you know, as I, as I feel the back of my hair head feeling a little sparser than it used to be, I, that 15 right. years younger does, does. That's pretty alluring. Yeah. That, that's, that's tempting. <laughs> that's very tempting. You know, we went to the beach a couple weekends ago and, um, man, seeing those photos of my family at the beach is just so precious. And my little kids playing in the yeah. sand and it's so fun. And then there's my, you know, fat, hairy self. Dad bod. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a thing. It happens. It's a thing, man. It's that dad bod. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's great. No, but yeah, 15 years wiser. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> All right. Read minds for three days or read feelings oh. forever. Ooh. Um, you know, I don't think I ever want to read someone's mind. I, I, I really don't. Mm. Like, I, I, I don't, I, you know, yeah, I mean, I guess if you read minds for three days, you could make a fortune or something. But I, I just, you know, I, I don't think I ever want to want to do that. <laughs> so I'll, I'll read feelings. That that seems more appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. I, you know, I, I, I to be honest, uh, even though I wrote the question, I wasn't quite sure what reading feelings would like look like. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, and on the one hand, kind of understanding people or empathizing with them. Yeah. I, I think it's like more... an extreme empathy is probably a good yeah. way to, to look. Okay. At. Yeah. 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 I, I, I gotta go with that. Yeah. I would, I would go with that as well. Yeah. Reading, reading minds can be, uh, that, that seems, that seems dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Even if only for three days, uh, I, I think, uh, yeah, definitely reading feelings. All right. Would you rather command and control animals or understand animals? So let me, let me give some clarification here. You could like, okay. you could control an army of squirrels. All right. That, that you could do that. Or okay. you could know what Penny is thinking. Your dog. I'd rather know that. I, I, I would rather know what my, what my dog is. Is what my what the animals around me are thinking? Yeah, I think I'd rather understand them. You're crazy, as as, as terrifying as that is. You're crazy. <laughs> An army of squirrels, John. <laughs> 
<laughs> the chipmunk army. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I have to. I'm going to go definitely with the command and control animals. I, I mean, like, you know, I, I think I'm cool not knowing what animals are thinking. But if I could like control them Aquaman style, I'll I'll go with that. <laughs> Plus, it's on land, which makes you better than Aquaman. By the way, Aquaman. I think I'm, <laughs> one, one of the greatest supervillains of of the sea. I mean, like, if you're a fish and just one day Aquaman comes on and is like commands you to stop what you're doing and go throw yourself at a supervillain to get like blown away in a laser blast. Like, Aquaman is evil. <laughs> and I want that power on land. Uh, <laughs> on land. <laughs> so I'm going to go with that one. All right. Oh, that's fine. All right. Then finally, a house that cleans itself or a car that drives itself. Oh, a house that cleans itself. Really? Like, I, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't want. I, I, the, part of part of a vehicle Part of the fun in a car is driving the car. Like, I, like for me, you know, I, I, I don't understand folks that like want to take away the human aspect of that. I don't know. I mean, I guess you know, maybe it'd be safer or whatever. But there's, there's a such thing as a driving enthusiast. You know, that like likes just, I, I don't know, to to drive a car that that is entertaining to them or you know something uh, particularly something that's got a bigger engine or um, you know is a sportier vehicle. I, I'd, I'd rather. I'd rather the house clean itself. I don't want to clean the house. <laughs> oh man, we are polar opposites on this one. Cause like I and that's I, funny. When driving, I do prefer to be the one that's driving, but I also hate driving. You know, I've got like a whole rule pre-COVID, which was like if it's longer than five hours, I'm flying. Cause I Yeah, and I, I thought it was six hours. Well, so you're actually getting worse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, had to, I've had to do a lot of driving this last past year to get around yeah. and everything. Yeah. But man, no, I like you know, you get behind the wheel and you can't do anything. And like for me, my mind is constantly going and I want to write something down or I want to like feel like I'm getting something done and just driving just like sucks away that energy from me. Yeah. <laughs> However, like cleaning the house like does kind of have the sense of like getting things under control and kind of getting that like satisfaction of like knowing exactly where everything is and everything in its place and kind of getting orderly and that sort of deal. And so while, you know, cleaning the house, especially... Now, I will say this. I'm at that phase of parenthood where I do kind of have a house that'll clean itself because the kids are old enough to do a lot of the cleaning. <laughs> so, it's called chores and allowances, and it works in your favor. Yes, it does. <laughs> this is very true. So uh, you'll get there, my friend. You'll get there. Uh, but yeah, so there you go. All right. Well, there you go. Those are uh, the quick fire questions for this week. I wanted to make them a little bit more uh, in- interest- introspective. Yeah. No, it's good. Yeah. There you go. Hey, if you've got some quick fire questions <laughs> for us, help us out. Send them into the show. That's show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that's show at countrysquireradio.com. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Listener feedback. All right, listener feedback. Uh, this first one comes in from Tyler Edwards, who says, uh, Hey, JD and Bo, this is Tyler Edwards. Uh, I wanted to not only thank JD for the shout out on the podcast for flavored water and leather tobacco bowl, uh, but I also wanted to see if Bo has a PO box for or, or somewhere I could send him a care package as well. And that comes in again from Tyler Edwards. Uh, Tyler, thank you so much, brother, for uh, for the request and uh, for wanting to, to support the show and, and hooking us up, man. I you know the the best way if you want to send anything to me, send it to the shop. 
because John David has to send me stuff on a quarterly basis anyway. <laughs> so. Yep. <laughs> man, send it to send it to me at, here at the shop. We'll make sure Bo uh, gets it. But man, Tyler, uh, man, longtime friend of the show, listener from the Panhandle of Texas, brought us some hey. uh, delicious brown water that uh, that we enjoyed, and mm-hmm. uh, man, made us some made us some um, some cool leather items. And so, uh, yeah, man, just uh, send it on. We'll make sure he gets it. That's right. That's right. And I'll I'll be sure to open it up on uh, on the on the YouTube channel too when it uh, when anything comes in. Man, next one comes in from Chuck B. What did Chuck have to say? He says, hello, guys. Love the show. Even the Ewok show. (laughs) You feel affirmed, Bo. That's good. Always. Uh, He goes on, just wanted to share my story about the clay pipes you keep advertising. A clay was the first pipe I ever bought. Uh, Over 20 years ago, uh, it was in Williamsburg, Virginia, when I got married. Uh, My wife bought me one, and I love it. Uh, It has been broken for a few years, going to buy a new one from corncobpipes.com. But thanks for all the smoking help over the years. Oh, and by the way, I am a Yankee smoker (laughs) from north of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Thanks for reading my ramblings. Uh, Hope to make the trip to see you guys soon. And that's from Chuck B. So, uh, man, Chuck, thanks so much, brother. We're glad you... uh, Glad you found us, and uh, man, glad you enjoying that corn cob uh, or that uh, that clay pipe. I mean, ones that they've got at Missouri Meerschaum are great. They uh, smaller bowls, you know, so not something that uh, you're going to sit there and smoke for a really long time. But I think you'll uh, I think you'll thoroughly enjoy it. It'll be a nice replacement for the the one that um, you said you broke that your wife gave to you. I'm, I'm betting you still have that one somewhere. So uh, maybe maybe it's time to put that one in a shadow box or something. <laughs> there you go. Time to retire it for sure. Yep. All right, Chuck. Thanks so much for uh, writing in and. Hey, if you ever want to write into the show, head over to uh, show at countrysquireradio.com. That is the uh, email address to reach us there. By the way, a great way to uh, send some listener feedback as well is through iTunes. If you've not done so already, head over to iTunes and write us a review. It's a great way to help out the show. and doesn't cost you a dime to do it. But if you're able to spend a few dimes to keep us on the air, uh, head over to patreon.com slash countrysquireradio where you can become a uh, member of the International uh, Pipe Club, the Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club. Uh, we'd love to have your support. Again, that's patreon.com slash countrysquireradio. You can also follow the show at Squire Radio, at underscore uh, Country Squire, or at John David Cole. Those are all the important social media handles you need to know. But all of that and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. That <laughs> <laughs> was the way you pulled that off. It was kind of reminiscent of the air flight attendant person that's going through all that crazy stuff that they have <laughs> right. to say, like right before that, you know, they turn the lights off, buckle up. Yeah, yeah pull down your fingers, everything in the bag comes over your head. Thank you for flying top with No, man, we got some business we got to do. We got to, we got to, we got to oh, take care great. of business. Got to fit it in, man. Got to fit it in. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, y'all. Thank y'all so much for, uh, for joining us this week to talk about acquiring pipes. Hopefully, you know, you got some uh, you got some pointers. Maybe you felt affirmed in some of your uh, higher priced pipes, or maybe you've got some uh, good wisdom going in for when you're ready to upgrade your to the next tier of pipe purchasing. Yeah, uh, you know, there. it's funny. I, I mentioned, uh, I think we talked about last week. You know, uh, just I've been kind of in the purchasing mood for some of these uh, pipes that I've been collecting, and um, I, I'm just not sorry about it. <laughs> Just, you know, I've got a, there's, there's, my kids are fed and, you know, the car's got gas in it and, um, you know, it's, it's, I'm going to go out and buy a dumb pipe occasionally. And and so, uh, so maybe, maybe, you know, every once in a while, give yourself the, uh, the leeway to do that. (laughs) Hey man, as long as you're happy with that purchase, (laughs) it's not going to cause you grief. I'm down. (laughs) All right, man. Well, good deal. Well, hey, let's go have a day. See you, brother.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This year, build your credit history with the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. No credit checks to apply. Get started at Chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Chime checking account and 200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply.